Welcome to the Rethinking Fitness with Annie podcast. I'm your host, Annie Miller. I'm a certified personal trainer and macro coach, and I decided to start this podcast to share some of my thoughts and insights into health and fitness. So I have been rereading Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you've never read that book, go download it on Audible, buy it, check it out from the library. However you like to listen to or read books, it's a really good book. Even if you have read it recently, I feel like it's one that's worth a reread. It's so, so good. So one of the things that he says in there is every action you take is a vote for the type of person that you want to be. For the last few months, I've been working on creating a framework to teach my clients to help them reach their weight loss or just whatever fitness and health goals that they're working towards. And so the framework that I am using is MAP. So macros and mindset, awareness, progress and process. And so it doesn't necessarily go in that order, M-A-P, but just kind of keeping those three letters in mind throughout the process. I think having some type of program that you're following can be really helpful. It's really easy to feel overwhelmed and just kind of like, I don't really even know where to start. And so part of my thinking behind coming up with this formula, this framework, is that hopefully it kind of helps to simplify that process. So one of the reasons I chose MAP is because if you get into your car and you're going somewhere that you've never been before, most of us are going to use our phones or the GPS system in our car to help us get from point A to point B. Maybe 20 years ago or so, people used like an actual physical map that they would pull out and they would look at the route from how to get from point A to point B. But nowadays, most of the time we have some type of digital map that we use, right? Well, the point is that we need that map to help us get from point A to point B, especially if we've never been there before. And so in the same way, you can use a map to help get you from where you are today, wherever that is in your health and fitness, to move you to wherever it is that you want to get to. And so it could be really helpful to use a map as a tool or as a guide on your journey to get you to your destination. So these are the three pillars in health and fitness that I have been working on teaching that can help get you from where you are now to where you want to be. So we're going to dive into each of these. So the M is macros and mindset. We're going to start with macros really quickly. So what are macros? Macro is short for macronutrient. I'm not going to spend a ton of time diving deep into this. I recorded a podcast episode with Annie Collins on the Macros Universe. You can go back and listen to episode one and two of that if you want to really go deep on macronutrients, what they mean, and all that jazz. We go really deep, especially in episode two. Really, what you need to know for this portion is that macros or macronutrients are the source of energy in the calories that you're eating. So all of the food that we eat has calories in it, right? And the macronutrients are the main sources of that calorie. So typically when we say macros, we're talking about carbohydrates, fat, and protein. And you can actually even simplify that even a little bit more and still see fantastic results and just focus on the calories, the source of energy in your food, and protein. Use macros as a tool to help you lose weight or maintain weight or build muscle, whatever you need to do. And one of the reasons that I've come to really, really like learning about macros is because I feel like it's really helped me learn how to have balanced nutrition. There's a lot of information out there about 
you know, carbs being bad and cutting out fats or fats being bad. And so we cut out fat and you should only eat whole foods, you know, whole 30 or what, whatever. There's so many different types of diets and programs out there. And the truth of the matter is a lot of them teach great skills. And I don't think that for me, at least I was really learning how to have balanced nutrition by trying any of those things. Some of them really rely on completely eliminating something from your diet. And first of all, for myself, that's not a long-term solution. I'm never going to not eat a cookie. Like for the rest of my life, never eat a cookie. That's not going to happen. I'm going to have birthday cake. I'm going to have a cookie. I'm going to have soda. Those are things that I enjoy. And for me, food is meant to be enjoyed. There's so many different delicious types of foods out there and I want to be able to enjoy my food and I want to be able to fuel my body well. And so that's one of the things that I've come to really love learning about macros and one of the reasons why I like to teach it to my clients is because I feel like it's a great way for you to get really good balanced nutrition and I will also say that there's a learning curve with it sometimes it is a way of eating that people aren't really used to especially because it does tend to be higher protein and it can take a while for your body to adjust to eating more protein and it does take some intentionality when you're learning to count macros and learning about food but I feel like just like anything else once you've kind of learned that skill then you kind to know and you have a, a much better way to gauge the nutrition balance on your food and then I feel like it's helped me be able to make better choices when I go out to eat knowing different ways that I can fuel myself so that I can still go out to eat or go to a friend's house or whatever it is and not be so worried about the nutrition in the food that I'm eating. And maybe that's just me. Maybe you're not a person who feels like that's really something that you've worried about. Maybe you've always had a great relationship with food and so maybe that doesn't really apply. For myself, I feel like learning about macros and learning about creating balanced nutrition for myself has been really empowering and it's been something that I've just really enjoyed this knowledge and so I feel pretty passionate about sharing it with other people. Now that we've gone into macros, we're going to move on a little bit and I'm going to talk about mindset. And so why I believe this plays such a huge part in your nutrition or your health and fitness goals is because the mindset that you bring to a situation is going to, to a large part, determine your success. And so if you are someone who doesn't have a high level of belief in yourself, especially when it comes to nutrition, maybe you feel like you've tried a million things and nothing seems to be working. And so you kind of get into this, like, well, my body must be broken or my body just hates me or whatever. If you've ever found yourself thinking that, it very well could be that you're kind of approaching things with this mindset of, yeah, I don't know, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. And if you have that mindset, like how likely do you think you are going to be to succeed at something if you're like, eh, maybe I'll make it, maybe I won't, I don't know. You know, I think if you're like playing basketball and you go to shoot the ball and you're like, well, I'm not very good at playing basketball and you have this inner dialogue where you're telling yourselves all the reasons you're probably not going to make it, your chances of making that shot are going to go down. That belief in yourself has a big role in whether or not you are successful. And so I like to try and work on mindset with clients as well and trying to help clients believe in themselves and believing in their own success. And so we kind of work on creating small wins and noticing wins in your life so that you are seeing, maybe you didn't necessarily see your number on the scale drop, but maybe you're noticing other areas of your life where something's going well and just changing your mindset a little bit to focus on what is going well in your life or things that you already are doing, that different mindset and that different approach, I think is really helpful as well. So that's the M, the mindset and the macros. The next letter is 
A. So A is for awareness. And really, I feel like the A probably should come first, but I couldn't really think of a great acronym that started with an A and worked as well in my head. So we're just going to go with the map. But awareness, I think, is so big. And when I say awareness, um, this applies to so many different levels of your health and fitness. So for one thing, awareness with your nutrition. If you don't even know what's in the food that you're eating, that's a great place to start. It's just starting to create some awareness about one, how much you're eating, how many calories a day you're consuming, what's in the food that you're eating. Um, and I don't mean that in like a, is it gluten-free, is it dairy-free, is it whatever, all those things. I'm just saying like, what's the nutrition content of your food? What's it made up of? How much food are you eating a day? How much food do you need to be eating a day? And so learning to understand things like your TDEE, your total daily energy expenditure, and um, understanding that that level is going to be different for all of us and the foods that we need to eat are different. And so creating that awareness about the food that you're putting into your body. And one of the things that can be really helpful as far as that goes is tracking your food. So tracking can just be a tool to help you create that awareness. Even if you don't change anything at all about what you're eating, but you just spend a week or two just tracking what you're eating, I think it can be really eye-opening for people sometimes. Sometimes people think, oh, I eat really healthy and, you know, they have no idea what's in the food that they're eating and they still might be really low on fiber or really their diet is really lacking in protein or they're really lacking in carbohydrates or their whatever. I mean, there's lots of different things things that can go into that and it's just great to be able to start to create that awareness and just the knowledge of what's a serving size, how many servings am I actually consuming, and what's in this food that I'm eating. So awareness as far as your nutrition goes, awareness as far as your workouts go, like what types of workouts are you doing? Are those like, do you even enjoy those workouts? Or are you just doing them because you kind of are someone who has a mindset of like, you know, I'm sure you've heard this phrase before. I run because I love cookies or I lo run because I love tacos or whatever, right? And I'm not going to say that there's anything necessarily wrong with that. However, it kind of just perpetuates this idea that you kind of have to like punish your body to some degree for the food that you ate. And again, that's something that I feel pretty passionate about. Personally, I love exercise. For me, it's a huge part of my own self-care. It's just a part of my day. It's a part of my routine. I love to exercise. I love to move my body. And that has changed over the years, what it looks like for me in that enjoyment of exercise. And that also doesn't mean that I'm 100% I exercise every single day no matter what. No, there's still days where I miss a workout or whatever, but overall I know I feel better when I work out. And I've been learning about exercise programming and different types of exercise and realized that some of the exercise programming that I've been following isn't necessarily ideal for maybe the body composition that I would like. And it's exercise that I really enjoy. So then you kind of have to, again, have that awareness piece where it's like, okay, well, I know that maybe this isn't the ideal for my desired body composition, but it is pretty ideal for how my day goes, or maybe it ticks the box in other areas of my life. And so it's not necessarily about what can I get from that exercise? It's like, how can I challenge my body? How can I move my body to feel good? And what can I give to it? So anyway, so there's awareness with your nutrition and some more awareness in your exercise. And then there's also awareness with your scale your measurements, um, your thoughts, your feelings, how you show up every day. How aware are you of your thoughts? How aware are you of how you're feeling on a given day? And how much 
does that play into the choices and decisions that you're making? And so creating awareness in several different areas of your life, just noticing things and taking the time to make some intentional choices because you've created that space for awareness. So for that awareness piece, just getting really clear on wherever it is you currently are, whether we're talking about with your nutrition, with your exercise, with another habit you're wanting to start, just being really clear on where you are now and then getting clear on where it is that you would like to go. And then moving on, the final letter in our acronym is P. So the P, again, stands for process or progress. And the reason that I kind of put two letters with that is because I I think that it is both. So progress, understanding how to see your own progress, kind of shifting your relationship with the scale. A lot of times, I think especially as women, but I think that this definitely can go for men as well, um, we kind of place a lot of importance on that number on the scale. And um, we've kind of made it mean something about who we are as a person if that number says a certain thing. And so using that scale, again, kind of going back to the awareness piece, and also it's a way for you to take data and a way for you to measure progress. And notice I said it's a way. It is not the only way. It's just a part of the picture. Part of the progress is kind of changing that mindset, that having a different shift in your relationship with it, and being able to notice your progress in different areas. So it's not just about what that number on the scale feels. It's also about some of those like non-scale victories too. How do your clothes fit? What's your energy like in the gym? How are you sleeping? If you're paying attention to some of that biofeedback from your body and you're noticing some of those things that again, there's the awareness and noticing all those things that's going on in your body. And then that progress, like, okay, so maybe this week, the scale didn't go down, but did you notice any changes anywhere else? Do you have more energy in the gym? Do you have less energy in the gym? And if so, then then maybe there's something that you need a tweak in your nutrition, or maybe it's that you needed a rest day. So just creating that awareness and noticing progress in multiple areas of your life. Part of the process of that, I think, is learning to overcome some of that feeling of overwhelm, overwhelm and not knowing where to start. So if we kind of get this feeling of like, there's so many different things out there nutritionally or exercise, and there's all these different studies to say this or that. And so we get really overwhelmed. And then most of the time when we have that feeling of overwhelm, we just kind of shut down and we choose not to start anything instead of just like picking one thing. Okay, I don't know about all that nutrition stuff that feels kind of like too much and maybe a little overwhelming for me, but I know I can walk for five minutes today. And so just starting with something really small like that. And that's also not to say you can't set big goals and go for big things, but I think that breaking things down into smaller chunks makes it a lot more likely that we're going to be able to incorporate that as a habit for the rest of our lives rather than, you know, it's January, I have these goals, I'm going to lose 50 pounds by the end of 2023 or you know whatever that goal is and then you start out in January and you're you're really excited to start and maybe you work out every single day in January or maybe you work out five days a week and maybe you know you're like I'm gonna cut out sugar and I'm not gonna have any soda and all these things and by February 14th maybe you're like oh well you know I've had soda three times now and oh I'm eating sugar again and well I've only worked out twice this week and so you just kind of like bit off more than you can chew and so rather than trying to do all the things at once breaking things down into small bite-sized chunks and like what do I know what do I feel pretty confident that I can start doing today that I think that I can see myself doing in the long term. Start there and then kind of build some rapport with yourself in that and prove to yourself that you can do it. So 
every action that you take is a vote for the type of person that you want to become. And so what person, what, who do you want to become? Um, and what I mean when I say that is if you have this, let's, we're going to go back to this weight loss goal again. If you have this giant weight loss goal and you want to be a person who is 50 pounds smaller by the end of the year, you know that the results that you have today are accumulation of choices and behaviors and decisions maybe for years, right? So yes, maybe you can lose 50 pounds in a year, but who are you going to have to become in that process? What different steps are you going to have to take to get to that end goal? Because you are going to have to do things differently. If you want different results, you're going to have to take different actions. So I love that quote, every action you take is a vote for the type of person you want to become. So just kind of keeping that in mind and you can apply that to all the areas of your life, right? So if you want to become a person who's more, more spiritual, what actions are you taking to become a more spiritual person? If you want to become a person who exercises and you're not currently someone who exercises, what actions can you take to become that kind of person. If you want to be someone who pays attention to nutrition, what actions can you take? So again, that's kind of like the progress and the process part of it is thinking through some of those actions and getting really clear on it, having the awareness, paying attention to it. And again, circles back around to your mindset with it, right? Like how much do you believe in your ability to follow through on the goal that you set? And if you feel like you set this goal, again, I set this goal to lose 50 pounds by the end of the year. And if you say it out loud, you can even just kind of use this rating system on a scale of one to 10. How much do I believe that I'm going to be able to lose that 50 pounds in the year? And if you're like, Uh, like a six. You know, I've said that's been my New Year's resolution for the past three years. So maybe like a six or maybe like a four, then that's probably a good indication that you need to shrink that change a little bit and you need to make that a little bit more believable. So if you said instead, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year, then does that make that a little bit more believable for you? And then what actions do I need to take to lose the 20 pounds? And if you're like, yeah, I've lost 20 pounds 20 times or whatever. So you're like, yeah, I know, I know some of the things that I could do to do that. I think that's great. And it's a good time to kind of examine that. And okay, if whatever I did last time didn't make it so I could maintain those results, then what do I need to change so that I can maintain those results? So that's my framework. That's the map. And again, it's macros and mindset awareness, which is huge. And then your progress and process. How are you going to measure the things that you're doing and What processes are you going to take? What actions are you going to do that are different than maybe what you did before? So hopefully that makes sense. Um, I would love to know what you guys think about the framework. Does it, is it helpful for you? Do you feel like it's like too much to chew on? Let me know. I'd love to know your thoughts and opinions on it. You can find me on Instagram at rethinking fitness with Annie, or you can email me rethinkingfitnesswithannie at gmail.com. And I guess I'll just kind of throw something in there. Here's a little fun, quirky fact about myself. So my name is Annie. I go by Annie and I spell it A-N-N-E. So most people think that's Anne. That's how most people would say it, Um, but it's Annie. So if when I say rethinking fitness with Annie, it's rethinking fitness with Annie, A-N-N-E. E, not A-N-N-I-E. So hopefully you guys found that helpful. I would love to know what you think and I will chat with you next week.